Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Hey, everybody. It's time to consider something about finishing. There's a whole division in the architectural specifications called finishes. And I think it's a very appropriate word because there's a saying that goes, the last 10% of a project takes 30% of the work. That's something that I learned from the Project Management Institute a few years ago. And it's definitely something worth considering. It's not always the case, but I do notice that when we get to the end of a project an end of your custom home, the feeling is, oh, we just got to put these finishes on and then we're done. Then you realize that's the most important part as far as what people often consider their experience. I don't like to think of one part as more important than the other because they all need to be appropriate for your project. But those are the ones that people often think about. You know, the owners often have a specific material or something that they want to put in that they're going to touch and see. So typically we see less opinion about the specific concrete block or the specific material for the wood truss if it's not seen because it's not as visual. The care is more about in the functionality of that. I do like to try to think of the whole thing as an organism and design that way as much as possible. But today we're talking about finishes. Now we're not near the finish of this series. We're uh, right about in the middle of it here in Division 9 finishes. And yes, it will go up to 33, but that's because for these type of projects for custom homes, we use a certain number of them and some other ones apply more to like industrial architecture and things like that. So we're nearing the middle of the series. We're talking about finishes. We had openings before and now finishes is a very interesting concept because there certainly are things that are finishes. Like you buy a thing and you put it on a building, but then there is specific things that are the finishes of other divisions that we all want to, I'm going to say coalesce, I don't even know what that word means, but make a coherent idea or a functional organism for you to live in and enjoy the harmony of all the things coming together. So for instance, these are things that you could consider gray areas. So we'll talk about them for a little bit. So when you order a light, the finishes on that, and even the color affects the finishes of the house. So that's a finishing thing, even though that may seem more technical. The color temperature is at 3,000, 4,000, 2,700. I personally like to use 3,000 for everything unless it's a color, but that's the base color light. But the generally is recommended that the dimmer something is, the warmer the light and the brighter it is, the higher the color temperature. I find that 3000 is a good middle for residential application. For commercial, there's definitely like, let's say you're doing a dentist office, color temperature when you're working on teeth needs to be like daylight or at least have the option to show in daylight so you understand the color of, of people's teeth. So the trim on lights or like a toilet is not a finish, but there is finishes of the toilet. So all those things you want your architect to work with you to make sure they have selected with you all of the things that are going to come together. And it's not just like, hey, we have our tile finish, our paint finish, our wood floor finish, and then the handle of the toilet, which is very often limited in choices, does not go with the door handle hardware that's right next to the toilet. Things like that are very important that can be overlooked 
should we not appropriately a lot time and attention and love to that that part of the project. So we got all those gray areas. Then there's the finishing of certain things. So the type of homes I design, typically the door frames, the baseboards, the finishing for the electrical outlets and AC diffusers are blended in with the plaster or drywall for the walls or the door or whatever part of the building they connect to. They're not a thing that is just put on at the end. Sometimes we do those, but we are primarily offering those type of products and they get integrated into the finishing. So there's a, you know, most of the time you get a white AC diffuser or an aluminum finish AC diffuser. An integrated one will be colored with or finished with a matching material for whatever the adjacent surface is, creating more of an integrated material. We did a kitchen recently where the AC diffusers were incorporated into the kitchen shelving. And so there were laser cut slots into a wood diffuser that was made of the same material as the shelves to help that blend together. So again, you have another scenario where a finish is not just a thing. And that is the goal. It's funny because I'm almost working my, you know, I always create an, an outline or most of the time I create an outline and I'm almost going backwards because the idea that a thing is a thing, and I, I go over this all the time, but it works at every scale, limits the ability of it to be transformative for your life when we just leave it the thing. And I, you know, I, a few weeks ago, I talked about my professor ripping things off my model, trying to teach me the lesson that if I can remove it and it looks the same. It's not something that's integrated into the whole of the project. So that's where the real skill comes in. You can see something in a catalog and it is a nice tile or it is a nice material. You could see a piece of furniture in a nice view in another room. But the way those things come together, the connections between them is the spark. It's like two people when they come together, that relationship or that spark as it creates a the evidence that we often see of love is the way these people are interacting, right? And there's a saying in the Bible that's like, people will know your mind by the way you love each other. And that is, it reigns true in materials and systems. The way those things come together is really what architecture is. Picking things out is a piece of it, but the next step is the interplay and connectivity and the way that looks together. It's so fun to look, if you look at like, between the Greek and Renaissance period, you can see those are like hundreds of year periods of like architecture. Them trying to figure out the way like an architrave or a column capital would connect to each other or travel around a corner, or if they were on a part of a building that wasn't totally rectangle, how they would handle those those details. And sometimes they're more successful than others. And it, it's uh, fun to see that it's constant struggle or effort in architecture to make details work together. And and a lot of those projects were even one material. It was still stone, but they were trying to work within the proportion and geometry to make these spaces and moves for people to exist in. And uh, that's really the key to this profession to providing you something that has lasting enjoyment is uh, attention to not just the detail, but the connection between details and, and materials. So be on the lookout. That's something you want to discuss with your architect is, hey, I got this material and there's this finish here. What is the detail going to be like where they come together? Can you explain that to me? Or what are you envisioning? What is the effect that we want to create when going from one material to the other? Because 
every material has different qualities. So there's there's like the texture of the material, which can be smooth or rough or textured or stippled. There's all these adjectives that different materials and different versions of materials have. And those can go back to your architectural DNA. What are you trying to create after you've discovered your overall architectural DNA, which if you remember is your desire, your piece of nature, and the effects on those two things from budget, municipalities, codes, things like that, to form your big A architecture, the pinnacle of the tetrahedron. There's a three-sided triangle made of the DNA, and then the peak uh, of the tetrahedron is the architecture. Kind of like if you think of like the pyramid. Human DNA is the helix, but architectural DNA, I visualize it as this tetrahedron and or pyramid. I like the word tetrahedron better because it's a four-sided thing. (laughs) So I'm just being a geek for a second. So we've got these qualities that we can reference back to the architectural DNA to help guide those decisions, right? So we've talked about like texture, but there's also color, hue of color, color temperature that affect our mood and maybe personal memories and things like that related to color that come into play with the finishes. And one of my favorite ones is scale. So I've noticed over the years of, you know, I've been doing this about 25 years and I remember first project I worked on, you know, I was drawing 12 by 12 tile and then it was 12 by 24 tile. And then there is 24 by 24 tile, 30 by 30 tile. And now it's like 48 by 48 tile. And there's something about, I think, a growing, this is also my experience, but it's also things I've seen around and what's for sale and what's being manufactured and requested. And beyond 48 by 48 is a lot of people are even using countertop material or large format porcelain for their finishes for floors and walls and fireplaces and things like that. And there's this uh, tendency to move towards a smoothness or minimalist lack of lines and things like that. And I definitely fall into that category. That's one of the trends, I would say, or trajectories that I definitely have been a part of. But the important part is not that thing. It's what it's doing with your mind, with your space and the things around it. So even though that's my kind of default setting, I try to listen to the story. And sometimes I would say a minimalist idea can be something on a much smaller scale, you know, like quarter inch tile or or something like that. You know, I worked on a project recently where weaving, there was an idea about weaving. And so while we try to do things in big broad strokes and concrete panels and uh, like some sweeping curves in the project, there was also an element of it that was creating a tapestry out of tile that was reminiscent of, of a, a weaving technique and pattern that our client had grown up with and was something that meant a lot to them. And they wanted that embedded in the architecture. And that was a lot of fun. We did a piece of pixel art and had a company robotically created mosaic by picking it out, I guess it has like this suction cup on it and moves it and makes a big like seven by 10 or seven by 12, a mosaic based on the pixel art that we had done. So that an idea of creating that thing to represent something in someone's memory or their DNA of their architecture. And it also served as kind of like, oh, a mat or an entry mat. It was the first thing you see when you came into their space. 
And so that was a little bit part of their story. They wanted to greet you with something that was from their heart and from their history growing up that also is alive in them today. And then we used other materials around it that had a quite different scale in order to let that shine. So it's not just a blanket statement. We're thinking about the interplay and we're thinking about what it actually means to you. So I just talked about that and I think I already gave an example of it, but I did want to specifically say how I think architectural DNA can be constructively thought of when you're picking materials or you're thinking about materials that you want. So architectural DNA is your desire, nature, and result. And so when it comes to the materials, I think of it as, of course, you have desire. Some people have always wanted to have walnut shelving, right? Or they've wanted to have cast-in-place concrete, or there's a specific fabric texture or feeling that they like to feel in their skin when they lay down on their couch or a rug or something like that that they like. So that's something that is their desire. But now nature comes into play when it's like you're choosing the material and trying to use it the right way. Like are you using a real wool carpet that has come from a creature in nature? Are you using real wood or are you trying to use some type of composite? So nature has a certain way that it wants to be used to achieve bringing out color, texture, warmth, and also from the technical end, how it's going to behave as far as like, will the wood warp in this condition if we fabricate it this way? Or has it been cut in a way that maybe we like the texture, but maybe it warps more. So we need to manufacture this piece of furniture or these wall panels a certain way to prevent that. Same thing with the carpet. If you have a wool carpet, the maintenance and care and ventilation for that is way different than if you go with something that's polyester. And I do want to preface that by with material, I obviously it's not true, but I find it more constructive to consider that element. Like, yes, there may be man-made materials, but they're still made from things from nature. Like, I don't like the idea like plastic is still made of natural elements and we've changed it in, into something else. So it's still stuff from nature. We've just messed with it a bunch and made it something else, but it's still something that natural elements that are being manipulated to create a thing. And so we can still think about how we're doing that. Like if you're using vinyl or polyester or something like that, how you're integrating it. And then the effects are the specific qualities that are related to that. So now materials do have codes like flame spread is like one of the biggest one or, or, or um, how it contributes to smoke developing in a building. There are rules and regulations about that, but I would say more so the effects when it comes to a material, you have the way that you think about it, what the emotion is behind that material or where it came from. But when you're buying something that's sold by somebody, they will have rules that oftentimes we think of it as like an installation method that is warrantable, that will be covered by warranty and something that's installing it appropriately according to their testing that will contribute to protection from water. So we may have an idea how we want to use a material, but we still health, safety and welfare and installing it properly is of the utmost importance. So we combine those things, making sure that the goal that we want to achieve from your desire with that material integrates with how that material wants to be used or express itself from nature and 
the effects of the requirements for its installation. There may be screw-facing patterns of how it's fastened. Uh, there may be uh, ventilation that needs to be behind that material so that it maintains itself, which will all affect the thing next to it. How does this panel connect to the window when we need to put a rain screen ventilation system behind it, but we were hoping it would butt up against the window frame? So that window detail, in order to keep that flatness or that depth that we're trying to create based on the goals of that particular uh, window, will affect that other system and how they go together. So that happens in every single situation, how the sequence of putting things in and the ultimate result from properly addressing that sequence and that system. Each one of these things I've talked about, like I, I just made a little list and this is definitely not comprehensive, but there's as far as finishes go, just the things themselves is paint, which could be the paint finish of a, a toilet or and I'm, I'm going to use paint as the same thing as like baked on enamel or, or something like that, or powder coating or fired finish on a, on a tile. You've got, I, I said tile, wood, wall coverings, like wallpaper and things like that, vinyl wall covering, wall textures, plaster versus drywall and stucco, stone, polishing things like concrete and other finishes, siding, metal siding, composite siding. There's so many things that go into this finish. If I tried to do each one of these, it would take forever just to get through this one piece. But I think the main thing that I want us to come away with today that I, that I hope you'll take away with you is that in your mind, you can have a board or you can have things next to each other and you can actually get samples. So, you know, obviously we do renderings, get samples, put them next to each other, test them in the sun, test them in artificial light, how they're going to look, what side of the building they're facing north versus south. And depending on what hemisphere you're in, the light on those things will be very different. When you place something on flat on a table and there's a light on it inside versus taking it outside and holding it up vertical with the sun hitting it in the direction that it's going to be, that thing will look vastly different, especially paint colors are just known to like you're in the office, you're looking at two by three paint swatch or whatever. And then it's like you paint it on stucco and then you have it on the south facing facing facade of the building and the color temperature is entirely different. It may look so different next to another thing. All these things are fun and they contribute to the ultimate success of your custom home. I hope today you got a little bit just trying to open the critical thinking mind when it comes to materials where you can ask yourself, I've always wanted this material, this tile, this clay, terracotta, this carpet, what that means, go into it a little deeper. You may want that, but if you ask yourself, what in nature, what is the quality of that particular thing? What is the right way for it to be integrated into the home? will only enhance and bump up the successful nature of the form and function of your custom home or project. I'm JD Carling. I can't wait to help you get the right materials with the right DNA for your new custom home. If you're ready to get started on this journey, if you're already excited about the custom home journey, go to ca-rd.com and click book a consultation. I will be so happy to help you along your way. No matter where you are in the world, just talk with you, find out if I'm the right person for you or depending on where you are or what you're looking for, and maybe somebody else. But I really want to see people who are passionate about this be successful in their custom home journey. Please tune in next time. 
I will be talking about specialty items, which is division 10, which is more like the things that go into the home, like shelving, towel bars, things like that, shower glass. If you have any questions, please send us a message as well. If you're on Spotify, I would appreciate it if you go give us a follow. And, if, you know, I'm always want to ask, please give us a top rating. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or something like that, it will help, obviously, other people to get to hear this as well. Or tell your friends about it. If you have a friend who's expressed interest in a custom home, this is my passion in life is to help people on the custom home journey to encourage them and also to provide that service for them too in the right time. I'm JD Carling and I look forward to seeing you next week and just keep dreaming and we'll see you go from dreaming of a custom home to living in your custom home. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.